Hey, everybody. She's Alice. He's Flo. I'm Mel. No, wait. He's Tommy. She's Vera. I'm Jolene. No, wait, that ain't it either. This isn't Alice. This is Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you, buddy? And Jim Harbaugh gets his win over Ohio State. Michigan defeats Ohio State 42 to 27. Yeah! How about Alice? Kicking myself for nothing was my favorite sport. Remember <laughs> that show, Ted? You know, I was never a big fan of that theme song, to be honest. I just never was. There's a new Donna Child. <laughs> and I'm she's me. looking good. Got a smile, got a song for the neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Vic Tabak, Mel. So, like, when I was a kid and that show was on, I thought, that Vic, he sure is a grumpy old man. And you know what? Now, I'm him. I'm Vic, the grumpy <laughs> old man. Are you Mel? Oh. Stow it, Alice. <laughs> Kiss my grits. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody blush in years. <laughs> Except the guys you go out with. <laughs> Shut up, Dingy. Remember Dingy? <laughs> I like that show, man. It was great. Great characters on there. You know what isn't a good show, Drew? Oh. We were making our post-game jokes about Kirk throwing into San Francisco Bay and hitting the Anglin Brothers. They're like over an hour and a half away from San Francisco or whatever. Yeah, Santa Clara. I think I've been there a couple times. I went down there for a poker tournament lost. What episode are we on? What are we at? Oh, we're at episode 44. The Chuck Foreman episode? The Chuck Foreman episode. Chuck Foreman opened our show, remember that? He did early on, like one of our very first shows. We we were like fangirling the entire episode. Episode six, I think it was. I believe it was, yeah. Man, yeah. We, we're almost catching up to the first year. We made it almost a year so far. Can you believe that? Episode 44. Glad everybody was here today watching the show. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe to our show. We would appreciate that very much. We're here to bring you another exciting episode of Vikings Report. Is that what this is? Exciting? Sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. I'm smart, it Mike. I'm smart. <laughs> We're five and six, Ted. And we got the Lions again this week. That team we ran out of the stadium the first time we played them. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even a game. It was over by halftime. We blew them out. 1917. <laughs> Heading into this weekend's game, you know, we usually talk Vikings news. We don't have a whole lot, and, and there's really not a whole lot to say at on, this man. point about the 2021 Vikings. They do the same dumb things every week. They are who they are. <laughs> so Drew and I kind of thought it would be pointless to sit up here and say the same things we've been saying probably for the last month. Got some injury news we're going to hit. And then what we're going to do this week, we're going to turn it in over to the viewers. Go ahead, buddy. Got two things we got to get to first. Oh, one of them is <laughs> we almost forgot this week too, didn't we? Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. I have a question though. What's that? Okay. What happens when Ohio State chokes? <laughs> I'll play your silly little game. What happens when Ohio State chokes? They go blue. Oh! <laughs> we have one more Haskins highlight before we get going. They give it to Haskins. He's around right end. There's room. He's at the 10. Breaks it at the 5. Fights his way into the end zone. Yes! Touchdown, Michigan! 
there we go. There we go, Ted. That was, wow. I guess you're not a big fan of running backs today, Ted, are you? Because between Michigan and that Vikings game, your run defenses gave up 550 total yards. So you're not a big fan of run games right now. It's stupid. Just football <laughs> is just stupid. You know what isn't, though? What? I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. All right, even though both my teams lost this weekend, that puts me in a better mood right away. Let's go. All right. Like you said, we got a big show. We're going to talk a little bit of Vikings injury news. And then we're going to turn the show over to you guys. We solicited for viewer questions. We got a whole bunch of them between Twitter and, and our Facebook page on the Gallhorn. So we're going to we're going to kind of rapid fire through a bunch of questions. Once we finish that, we've got the hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy segment. <laughs> Love the name, man. <laughs> we've got our weekly preview with the Lions. And I'll tell you what, just a preview of the preview. The Lions are terrible. Hashtag the Lions suck. So this, this preview won't be very in-depth for me. We still got Jumo. We still got Purple Kool-Aid segment. We got trivia to wrap it up. So with that in mind, yesterday, Ole Udo sucked and he got Dalvin Cook hurt. He got blown up. He got Dalvin Cook hurt. Why is he in there, Ted? What? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. what. <sighs> Whatever. He is. So we just have to embrace the suck. Best embrace the suck. On that one play, Dalvin Cook got hurt. The fear was a sep possible separated shoulder. Turns out the report earlier today was a dislocated shoulder and a torn labrum, which sounds extremely painful. And the Vikings said he would miss, quote, a few games. Mike Zimmer, in his press conference later in that day, said he completely refuted that Dalvin Cook has a torn labrum and said <laughs> Cook is day-to-day. -day. And with the Vikings' historic honesty, and reporting on significant injuries, <laughs> I tend to believe Mike Zimmer. Drew, how about you? Day to day. Whatever. Separated shoulder, day to day. Yeah. Why does he do that? Why does he just say he's going to be out a month? What is I, he don't, I don't know. Well, I'm going to trick the other team with the game planning <laughs> for us. I'm going to trick them into thinking Dalvin Cook's going to play. I'm going to trick them. Like the spy versus spy garbage he does with the injuries just stop it remember spy versus spy for mad magazine yeah it was great i loved it dude i used to buy the magazine just for that exactly me too dalvin cook he may play this weekend against detroit he may be out <laughs> take your pick i mean i'm i'm leaning towards missing a few games but haven't seen anything on christian derisaw hurt his ankle rolled it i guess was replaced by rashad hill I haven't seen anything, so hopefully he will be healthy enough in time for the Detroit game. But keep an eye out as the week progresses on, on Christian Derrissaw updates. As of this recording, we have no new information. Can we win games without Cook, Ted? What's your take on that? They're 2-0 and without him this year. I mean, he missed two games earlier. They won both those games. So, I mean, and it's Detroit. Yeah, they should. They're 2-0. and It's probably because they got such a... Good coaching staff. The game plans really well. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> they take into account every possible contingency. I'm kidding. 
to have this team ready to go. Wayne Goo action out there on the screen passes, maybe, man. Let's yeah. do it. Maybe. I mean, it sucks that Cook had to get injured for him to see the field for maybe even like half a dozen plays, but hopefully, hopefully he can make an impact and, and uh, announce his presence with authority. I want to bring the heater to announce my presence with authority. I'm not sure what? Announce my presence with authority. All right, so that's all we're going to talk about for Vikings news because I'm sick and tired of talking about how the Vikings are so inconsistent <laughs> and bad week in and week out. You know what I'm sick and tired of, Harry? So, we are going to viewer questions. Yes, we are. We asked you to send us questions on Twitter. We asked to send questions on our Gallahorn Facebook page. The first question is Tyler Fornis got the blue check verification, which means he's now like the equivalent of field grade officer from the military. He loses all common sense and intelligence. <laughs> so, congratulations, Tyler. You can find him over on the Climbing the Pocket Network with our buddy Dave. He had two questions. And I thought we'll ask his question first just to get out of the way so you can rub salt in the wound. And I'll let you answer this first. Has your opinion of Jim Harbaugh changed after this weekend? Drew? No. No? Okay. You have to win more than one big game. He okay. Has a lot, he has a lot of work to do. Although he did game plan and he has been getting his team ready for months for this game. Full 100% credit for this week. But this is what he needs to do all the time, not just once. I will agree with you. Ohio State, and I, I hate to admit it, especially in front of uh, two Michigan fans, but Michigan dominated Ohio State on both uh, on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage all day. Ohio State had no answer for your running game, which surprised me after what they had done the week before against Michigan State. I thought the, the early season problems Ohio State had in, in defense – they had largely solved. They were kind of now back to square one. When Ohio State was on offense, they could not block Aiden Hudson or Jobo. Am I pronounced that correctly? Ojabo? Ojabo, sorry. He was jobbing your offensive line. All afternoon, you know, Ohio State was playing from behind. They had one big play on defense where they had that interception on the goal line early in the first quarter, I believe it was. Right. That was really the only significant play they made all day. So, How about that atmosphere, dude, with the snow? and the, It was great, wasn't it? It was kind of classic old school Big Ten. I, I, <laughs> I like the optics. I didn't like the result, but I like the optics. I got several friends who are Michigan fans. Yeah. You, got, you guys remind me of the Cicada. You know how, how mad they were this, this past summer? What the hell is a cicada? Is that... they're, they're the ones that make all that loud chirping sound. At dark. Oh, that's right. We went over that. I thought, I thought you were talking about a, a singer. No, you, you come out of the ground about once every 17 years, chirp, 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 and then go back into hibernation. We mean business once every 17 years. So anyways, can, yeah, congratulations. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think he's back. He's not back. I, I don't think so either. The fact he placed emphasis on the game that he finally realized what Ohio State was doing these past 20 years with, since Trestle came in. He's sort of matching that intensity now. It's going to be really interesting going forward to see how how this this rivalry starts to play out again. This Saturday, when it's 14-14 to 14 with Iowa in the fourth quarter. I'm going to throw a beer at my TV and go, how do they lose to Michigan? That's what I'm going to do. Next question! <laughs> Assuming the Vikings move on from Kirk, do you have any early favorites for quarterback in this draft class? Drew, I'll let you answer that first since you're our resident draft expert. You know, I really don't jump into the draft till after the combine, Ted, but we're big college fans. We watch a lot of games. And I know Desmond Ritter is the favorite from Cincinnati because not only is his team in the top four, 
is a playoff thing, but he's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. But there's a couple other guys I like probably more than him. I really like that Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Uh-huh. He's got a really strong arm. He is mobile, maybe not necessarily a runner, a dual threat, can, you know, considered a dual threat, but he makes really great decisions. He's really poised in the pocket, and he's got he's got that kind of it factor where he'll, you know, be a gunslinger at times. And I also like Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. He's got another year of eligibility. I don't know if he's going to declare for the draft, but I really like Sam Hartman for Wake Forest. That guy's a gamer, dude. I'm not going to necessarily agree the Vikings move on from Kirk. He's got an expensive contract. Yes, if they can trade him, that that number drops for the Vikings substantially. There's a lot of things to play out, but let's, for the sake of argument, if if they do move on from him, honestly, my first option would be to see what Kellen Mond can do. I mean, they, they drafted him in the third round, and you would expect, based on that, they would at least want to give him a chance. But if you're going to put a gun to my head and say, pick a name, right now I'm going to go with... Kenny Pickett, the guy from Pitt. He looks like an NFL quarterback. He's a good player. He's a really good player. And he's got some athleticism from the tape I've seen. I've only seen a couple full games of his, but he seems to have pretty good pocket awareness. He can move in the pocket. He can hurt you with his legs, but he's not hes not a running quarterback, I don't think, in the traditional sense, like, a, like maybe a Kyler Murray would be considered or a Lamar Jackson, but he can run. He's got a big league arm. So I would say Kenny Pickett right now, but I reserve the right to change my mind as we get farther along in the offseason. No relation to the great Wilson Pickett, though, right? I don't believe so, no. Okay, I want to get that clear. Although Minnesota could be considered the land of a thousand quarterbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thanks very much, Tyler. And again, congratulations on on your budding career and uh, your your verification on Twitter. Please please don't become part of the blue check mindless army. But whatever, I I digress. Anyways... (laughs) We're going to move to Twitter. We've got a few questions from Twitter from handle Fire Zimmer now at KMPNRB09. <laughs> this is a really good question. I, this might be my favorite question we've got. Is the Vikings record more indicative of poor coaching or poor roster construction, Drew? Same rule I always say. If you want to know where you stand on that, look at your roster head to toe. Is it a five and six roster? Are they a five and six team? If you think they are not a five and six team, then that more goes on coaching. I think it's a coaching problem myself. I think it's a lot of coaching, especially during game day. But the Vikings roster has not improved since the end of the 2017 season when they went to the NFC Championship game. And and the roster is very top heavy. You know, back in 2017, they had a, a good core group of young players like Stephon Diggs, Daniil Hunter. Dalvin Cook was a rookie, although he was injured early in the year. Teddy Bridgewater was still on the roster, and he was only into his third year, I think it was, or or fourth year, whatever it was. You fast forward now to 2021, and it's a very top-heavy roster with a lot of veterans, and there aren't a lot of guys that you would consider core group anymore, young guys that are in the prime of their career. You've got Justin Jefferson that's still on the way up. Cook, I think, is still kind of considered a prime guy. He's only in his fifth year. I think it's just a completely different roster. So I, I, the Vikings have not done a good job of keeping the roster fresh with young, solid backup players like they had in years past. So I think it's a combination of both. Ryan Nelson Kane, at Sweet Kane Music on Twitter. What's the roadmap for this team? In your ideal scenario, what happens to get this team on track? Drew, I think you might have just been kind of hitting at it. Right now, the roadmap is coming to the edge of the cliff, and then you're driving off, and then rolling down to your death. 
He's going over that cliff. <laughs> That's the roadmap right now. The roadmap we need to get on, keep Kendricks, and I keep Hunter. I find a way to keep those. That's a good foundation and defense to keep. Then you get Bynum, Surratt, get your young guys in there. Everybody else, you could do whatever you want. Bar needs to be gone, that kind of thing. But got to get rid of the coaching staff. I would probably keep McCardell. He's the one guy I think that you carry over to the next staff. It's reached a point now where it's like you got to try something different because the culture is a losing culture. And you think Kirk Cousins is part of that losing culture or not? Of course, he's better than a lot of other options out there, but he has that tendency to not come through with a big play, and he's flawed, and he everything you know that's bad about Cousins, do you want to carry that kind of culture over? That's part of the, the gloom. If you think Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl, that's fine, but he needs everything to go right. Yeah. Everything has to go right. You need a quarterback that can make it happen when it goes wrong. Yeah, that's the thing with me for Kirk. Right now, with the way the Vikings are constructed, he, ha- he has to play a near-perfect game for the Vikings to have a chance to win. And when he does play a perfect game, he doesn't take a whole lot of chances. The only time he really starts taking chances or the offense starts taking chances as a whole is when they're down. He starts stretching the field. They start calling more passes that get farther down the field than you know most of your short stuff early on in the game that you typically see. To get this team on track for the rest of the year, I, I think you just have to ride it out with this is who they are and just kind of hope for the best. And then in the offseason, you're going to have to make a, a lot of hard decisions with some of the vets who've been around a long time and make a, a concerted effort with a new coach and a new GM. It, go with the youth movement, understand who some of your playmakers are on both sides of the ball, like Jefferson and Hunter and Kendricks, and, and start your foundational rebuild from there. Can I tell you what my biggest worry is? What's that? My biggest worry for this team is keeping the GM going forward. Yeah, me too. Everything that the Vikings want to change over, it's not going to matter to me if they keep Brooks Spielman. I'm, the gloom is still going to be here. You can change the coach and everything. I'm not going to be happy when they get they let Zimmer go, the staff go, they start this changeover and they keep him. That just defeats the whole purpose for me. I think it does too. I think they need to get a new GM and that new GM needs to pick his guy. From Skull Light, what are the top two draft needs for next year? Aiden Hutchinson. Just draft him. You don't need to draft nobody else. <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, he will look good in purple, but... Ted will admit to Ted watched what happened on Saturday. He's a good football player. I, th- I think, <laughs> depending on your draft board, he, they, he's ranked as the number one overall prospect coming out next year. That guy is motor monster. I just don't see how, looking at the Vikings record now, they're probably going to be in the teens again. I don't see Aiden Hutchinson lasting that long. Would you trade up to get him? I would. You know what the Vikings really need that could turn the gloom around and turn everything around? They need a flashy, playmaking, sideline-to-sideline tackling machine outside linebacker. That's what the Vikings need. I hate to say it, we need a corner still. I knew you were going to say that, but looking at the secondary, you're not wrong. Those are the two things I think we need, but that outside linebacker, that would be the first spot I would address of this team. I think a lot of it depends on what they do in the offseason with who they cut and who they keep, what they do in free agency, but they they have got to improve on the defense. I, I would be good with the an outside linebacker, I'd be good with an interior defensive lineman or a, a defensive back. First place you'd go if you were GM. Ted Glover, GM. I would go for a kicker. That's just stupid. No, I'm, uh, I'm kidding. Interior defensive line, maybe. Although, if there's an edge guy out on the board, I would like them to keep Daniil Hunter. And if you could pair a guy like Aiden Hutchinson or that other Michigan kid, Ojabo, 
He's really good. That would be a heck of a start. Do I think the Vikings could use another wide receiver? I do. I would probably say linebacker and probably cornerback again, too. Ryan Johnson, our good buddy over on Vikings Uncensored, asks us, we've gone more than halfway through the season. Who do you guys think will be in the championship games? Who makes the Super Bowl and who wins it all? Drew? Rhino's down 55 pounds, too. I know. Shout out to that. That is not an easy task. I don't know what you're doing when you're on cola or something, but I don't know what you got going on over there, but. A little bit of that nose candy. (laughs) Yo, Holmes, I need some chalcaine. I need some nose candy. You know what I'm saying? I need some kizzy up my nizzy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. What did I used to say? I didn't like cocaine. I just like the smell of it. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. All right, who do you got in the AFC and NFC Championship? I'm going to stick with our preseason picks. Remember, we did this in the preseason. I picked the Bills and Tampa Bay, and that's I'm sticking to it, even though there's a couple dark horses in the AFCs that are charging hard, yeah. which would be the Patriots and Cincinnati. Did you write, happen to write down who I selected? I think you might have said the Chiefs. Right now, I've got my final four are the Bills and the Ravens, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just because I, I – I picked the Cardinals because I hate the Packers. I got Baltimore winning it all right now. You watch that Sunday night game, even though Lamar Jackson was bad, their defense is legit. And yeah, the NFL has changed. It's very offensive oriented. But if you still have a good defense, if you can feel the good defense in this day and age, you're going to win a lot of football games. And if you have a hell of a kicker and a hell of a head coach, even though I'm picking the Bills for the Super Bowl, I think Harbaugh's the best coach in the AFC. He's, he's right up there, yeah. Apparently one of the best coaches last Saturday, too. Next question. couple more questions. Assuming they clean house at the end of the season, Jason Feinhag asked this, and you already answered yours. Is there anybody on the staff you would keep for the next staff? And you said Keenan McCardell. I also agree with Keenan McCardell. I would also keep Ryan Ficken, just because I like to make the Ficken-Catalina wine mixer joke. And he has. He's really turned the special teams around. So I, I would keep those two guys. Darren Campbell asked, what should the Vikings do with these three key defensive vets the next offseason? Daniel Hunter, Harrison Smith, and Eric Kendricks. Keep Hunter. Keep Kendricks, try to move Smith. I would keep Hunter, I would keep Hendricks, and I would. I don't think they can trade Smith for anything, but I don't think Harrison Smith is on the team next year. One more question. At Lundin on Twitter, why do the Vikings keep making the same mistakes week after week after week? All right, so how much time do we got? An hour and a half? What do we got going? <laughs> you got 20 seconds. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say I don't have an answer for that, but I think it's coaching. I think there's a certain amount of fear that players have in coaches when they're disciplined and making mistakes on the field. And I don't think any of the players are worried about anything Zimmer has to say. And when you have that kind of culture going on, bonehead plays happen. And execution is poor. you got to respect the head coach. That's my take. You have said this time and time again. If you, your football team does the same thing week in and week out, and they keep making the same mistakes, lots of penalties, Lots of dumb mental errors at the worst time, et cetera, et cetera. Whose fault is that eventually? It falls on the coaching staff, whether it's a lack of preparation, uh, a lack of consequences for continually making bad mistakes, whatever the reason is. At some point, you can blame the players for a little bit because everybody makes a false start. Everybody's Everybody does something dumb on the football field. But when it's the team overall doing the same things week in and week out, it goes to coaching and it goes to culture. All right, so that will wrap up our question segment. I like this a whole lot more than I like talking about the stupidity the Vikings bring to the field every week. 
in one way, shape, or form. Keep sending us in questions. We'll put them in a hermetically sealed jar, and we'll pull these out from time to time, and, and we'll, uh, we'll run this segment. I really like doing it. I hope you guys do, too. When Harbaugh ran to the center of the field after the game through all the people and shook hands with Ryan Day, you know what he said? Did you see that? No, I, I had turned the TV off. He said, Ryan. He said, what? He said, kiss my grits. <laughs> Good night, everybody. It is now time for a hashtag. Nobody cares about your fantasy segment. Drew, our fantasy football team it performed about as well as the Ohio State run defense in the Vikings. <laughs> We're going to get fired. That was our fourth loss in a row to Vikings Uncensored, dude. Yeah, we are now five and seven. Oh, we are five and seven against Viking update. But if we were the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> we would be talking about our brand new four year extension. Yeah. And we'd be yeah. pretty fired up about it. We'd talk about oh, my tight end came through, though, didn't he? He really <laughs> lost. For the, the competition Drew, Ruby and I have going on, I was nowhere near close to winning. I've had like, I think, I don't even think I broke 25 points this week. You had 20 points, Ted. Wow. That's pretty, pretty stellar. But you had two guys not playing. But Drewster, you had a pretty good week. You came back in Monday Night Football. Yes, I did. Who was the running back that you needed to do well and did? Antonio Gibson, who's no relation to Tony Montana. <laughs> Every time and I told you, no kids. That's what I told you. <laughs> I told you, no kids. No, but you wouldn't listen. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Every time I turn around, <laughs> it's all the way a problem with you guys. And there's the three people that picked Drew's team. So far on the year between our, our own personal competition, I'm still ahead. I got five wins. <laughs> but Drew has four, and Ruby has three. So it's still close between us. But how we do personally doesn't matter. How this game goes is as follows. Every week, Drew Tunes and I pick a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, and a tight end. We're using a standard PPR format. And once we have picked a player, they're done. We can only pick that player one time. Once we have picked that player, they're done. We can't pick them again. What we'll do is we'll pick our teams. You guys look at the three different teams that we've selected for the week and decide who you think is going to win. If you think it's me, put in the comments below here on, on our YouTube channel, not on Facebook, not on Twitter, right here below on our YouTube channel, put Team Ted. If you think it's Drew, Team Drew. If you th think it's Toonses, Team Toonses. If you pick... The right team who wins that week, you get a point. If you have the most points at the end of the season, you win two really cool prizes. We've got a plaque of Minnesota Vikings all-time great trading cards in a nice frame that looks really, really cool. It's really well done. We'll throw a picture of that up on the board. And we also have this really awesome alcohol flask of an old school from like the 60s, Minnesota Vikings player. I will pay whoever wins that $100. <laughs> so for this week, Drew, since you won, why don't you go first? My quarterback is Matt Stafford. My running back is Cordero Patterson, our old friend who plays in the Falcons now. Wide receiver one, Tyler Lockett from the Seahawks. Wide receiver two, Devontae Smith from Alabama. And Rob Gronkowski is my tight end. All right. Okay, this week my quarterback is Joe Burrow. Running back is Eli Mitchell. Wide receiver one is Deontay Johnson. Wide receiver two is Jalen Waddell. And tight end is Dallas Godert. And since I finished last this week and will be representing the Big Ten in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl <laughs> and not the college football playoff, like I was hoping. <laughs> Go Bucks! All right. My team this week. Kirk Cousins of your fight in Minnesota Vikings. 
Joe Mixon, Cincinnati. My wide receivers are Allen Robinson II from Chicago and Brandon Ayuk from San Francisco. And my tight end also is Rob Gronkowski from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, we got, we got some good teams this week. harder and harder to pick especially wide receivers at least for me yeah it's getting a little thin down there getting a little yeah. thin. all right look we've got the radio hookup the analog tube display for robert w farnsworth he's in detroit he's going to bring us the opening for the preview segment and then we will do the preview for this week's lions game so stand by hello everybody Robert W. Fosworth here. This week, our 22 downtrodden heroes head to Detroit, the Motor City, Detroit Rock City, on the Atlantic Limited to take on Dan Campbell and the dastardly Detroit Lions. Will our Minnesota Vikings come home with that new car smell, or will they be left with a lemon? We'll find out. Thanks, Robert. Always good to hear from you. Thank you, Robert. And six Minnesota Vikings head to the Motor City to take on the 0-10-1 Detroit Lions. Ruby is putting up our preview board that we do every week. Drew, I'll let you start off. What do you got for quarterback? Kirk's going to bounce back this week. He always kills Detroit when he plays them, Ted. I don't like Jared Goff. I don't like what kind of quarterback he is. And I don't like that dumb look he has on his face. It looks like Deputy Dog. I don't like anything about that guy. <laughs> that dopey look. on Keep that dopey look on the sideline. Kirk Cousins with the check mark all day. Start that board out with a Vikings check mark for the quarterback, please. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. I mean, Jared Jared Goff is just not a good quarterback. Sorry, he just isn't. I don't think not not without Sean McVay. Does he chew off kneecaps? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kirk Cousins all the way. Running game, even with Dalvin Cook out, DeAndre Swift, the the Lions main back, he's hurt. He may not play either. Troy is in the bottom three or four spots in the NFL in just about every significant statistical category. This should tell you what my preview is going to look like. Running game, I give to the Vikings. Both starters are out. Both run defenses suck, Ted. Both yeah. the Vikings and Lions are at the bottom of the league in run D. So 
these teams are probably going to be able to run on each other, even without their top running backs in the lineup. But we have Jamal Williams and Godwin Igwebuike. No relation to the great Donald, Donald Igwebuike. Well, who was a great kicker for Tampa Bay in the 70s until he got busted carrying that heroin on the plane. Well, for the Vikings, too. He, he kicked for the Vikings, too. Yeah, and then he had the smuggling thing. That yeah. Minor smuggling miscue. Did you ever run across him in, in your drug lord days? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about at all Okay, right now. just asking a question. <laughs> that's that's going to be my, bi- my biography. Bass player, drug lord days. Okay. <laughs> It's really funny. They take on the law firm of Madison, Ham, and in, in Wangwu. How's that for a good law firm right there? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how Clint Kubiak divvies up the carries this week. I'll be interesting to see that. If he only gives it to Ham and Madison and Wang Chung's on the sidelines, I am going to become unstuck. I'm giving the Vikings a check mark here, Ted. What about the receiving game? Not even close, Ted. Not even close. Not even close. 42 to 27, not even close. <laughs> Besides Hawkinson, come on, Ted. Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, <laughs> and Amon Ross St. Brown. Those are your three guys at wideout for the Lions. What do you know about any of those guys? That they're not as good as Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and KJ on. You are exactly right. That's why the Vikings get the check mark for the receivers. <laughs> Offensive line. I'm going to give this one to the Vikings as well. Really? Yeah, the, the Lions got like almost 25% pressure rate. They've they've given up 27 sacks, 98 pressures. The Vikings running game is better than Detroit's. Maybe with Christian Derrissaw out, it, it might be a little bit more balanced, but I'm no, I'm it's the Vikings. Name one player on the Detroit Lions. Okay, I can maybe name one that would start over offense or defense over anybody on the Vikings. I think both Jonah Jackson at guard and Kramer, the other guard from Notre Dame. I think they're both better than our guards. Okay. So there's two guys. They lost Frank Ragnow, the the really good center. They lost him. But, you know, they got Sewell, Taylor Decker, Kramer, and your boy Jonah Jackson, your Ohio State guy. Yeah, Jonah Jackson, who, who never lost to Michigan. Just You're going to go with that now. I am. That's the only thing I got hold on, to hold on to at the moment. Give me, give me this life preserver. It's all I got, man. Uh, one of their guards is Tommy Kramer. That's his name. Oh, okay. We can't lose to a team that has a guy named Tommy Kramer. Tommy Kramer's our guy. I'm giving the Lions my check mark on the offensive line. I am. Okay. All right. Uh, what about defensive line? Goff won't run the ball. He'll drop to the fetal position. I like the uh, the uh, pressure the Vikings defensive line is putting on quarterbacks. Even last Sunday, they were kind of getting to Garoppolo, but not enough. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, James Lynch is turning into a hell of an interior lineman. The Vikings are pretty much a finesse soft team. They're very soft, except for the D-line group. The D-line group is really physical. They're kind of nasty. The Vikings get my check mark for the D-line, Ted. Yeah, me too. Even though the Vikings gave up over 200 yards rushing, the defensive line, again, even without Daniil Hunter for, for most of the year, put a fair amount of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. I, they didn't get home a lot, but I think I, I saw a stat where Garoppolo was pressured I think it was the highest, the most pressures he'd faced all season. So, uh, again, I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one, too. Linebackers, I'm giving this to the Vikings. I don't think a whole lot of Detroit's linebackers, and the Vikings aren't great either, but Eric Kendricks is the best of the bunch of this group. I'm going with the Vikings. They lost another linebacker on that Thanksgiving game. Uh, Jalen Reeves-Maben got hurt. 
So he will probably, he's about 80% sure he's not going to play this week. That puts him down a couple linebackers. I am still giving the check mark to the Lions here only because this is the only reason, Ted. I think if everybody's healthy across the board, the Vikings do have the edge at linebacker, linebacker unit. But Candlelight Vigil got hurt. Barr hurt his hamstring. Barr's not going to be playing this week. Nice. That's two guys down yeah. right there. So this specific game, I'm going to give Detroit my edge just slightly at linebacker because I think the Vikings are really beat up there. Okay. What about secondary? It's really hard to find a reason to give the Vikings secondary any credit for anything. But Oh, speaking of which, I wrote this down, but I forgot to mention this. Patrick Peterson, Vikings cornerback, he is on COVID-19 IR, COVID IR, and he's been vaccinated, so... To be able to play, unlike Harrison Smith, who's unvaccinated, who had to sit out 10 days, I think it was, or seven days, the difference between Smith and Patrick Peterson is Peterson has to show two consecutive negative tests, consecutive negative COVID tests two days in a row, and then he'll be cleared to play. Whether he can do that or not remains to be seen, but right now, Patrick Peterson's availability is in doubt for Sunday. Lions came out in a three-safety look on Thanksgiving, and it kind of threw Chicago a little bit of a loop. You know, it was a pretty tight game all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think the Vikings are going to revert back to how they played against the Chargers. They had a very good game in the secondary against the Chargers. Uh-huh. They fell off the map again against the 49ers, but I think they are going to go back to how they played against the Chargers. And I don't think they're too worried about the three wide receiver names I just mentioned. I like the check mark to the Minnesota Vikings secondary this week over the, over the Lions. I do too. Uh, again, I, I just think that the Vikings have better players overall than, than Detroit does. I, I just do. Red zone, the Lions are one of the worst offensive and defensive units in the red zone in the NFL. Oh, they're terrible. They're I mean, ass. They're, they're bottom. They're cheeks. They're cheeks. <laughs> they're, they're the ass and the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Vikings, hands down. And when you do get in the red zone, when you're looking at two offenses, the Vikings have a lot better weapons, even with Dalvin Cook out. Maybe they'll use uh, Kane Wangwu in the red zone, and I, I think, you know, I've said it all all season long. I think he can be a tremendous difference maker down there with his speed and his ability to get to get to the edge and turn the corner. So I, I'm giving the check mark big time to the Vikes here. Even without Dalvin Cook, they got a huge, huge edge in the red zone. Ted, they do. the Vikings do. The Lions, the Lions have only scored 12 touchdowns in the red zone out of 24 trips in there. That's terrible. 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 And now you got to say Conklin's a threat. The Vikings got a lot yeah. of weapons in the red zone. Conklin has turned into a good threat down there. Comes down to a dominating red zone game. The Vikings are going to take it. They get my check mark. Special teams. Special teams. Oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> what about Wang Chung, Ted? Everybody Wang Chung tonight. It is not easy in modern day football to run back two kickoffs in a season to the house. It's not easy. It is not. Two kickoff returns. It is huge in this day and age. Yeah. Who do you give the check mark to? Vikings, hands down. Okay. I got mine to the Vikings, too. Drew, what about coaching? <laughs> you know what? I I have no idea. The knee chewer against the knuckle dragger. I don't know how to pick it. I'm going <laughs> to let Tootsis pick my check mark. Tootsis, you pick the check mark for the coach because I don't know. Between oh. Dan Campbell and Zimmer, I don't know how to pick it. I think I said this in the first meeting between Minnesota and Detroit. Dan Campbell reminds me in a lot of ways of Mike Tice when Mike Tice first took over as the Vikings coach. It felt like Tice was in over his head in the beginning, but I think he gradually got better and he had to do a lot of on-the-job training and and self-teach himself 
how to become a coach, a head coach of the NFL. And he got better. And say what you want about Dan Campbell and, and his goofy, you know, we're going to get up and we're going to bite your kneecap off. You know, he's <laughs> the, yeah, he says some weird stuff. And the Lions are 0-10-1. and But they're still playing their hearts out for him. But they are busting their ass for that guy. Of their 10 losses, let's see, one, two, three, four, five of their losses or their tie against they had against Pittsburgh are within one score. And the last the scores of their last three games are the 16-16 tie against Pittsburgh. They lost 13 to 10 at Cleveland and they lost 16 to 14 against Chicago. You would think if a team had checked out on a guy, they wouldn't be in it till the very final gun. And everybody remembers how the first game in U.S. Bank Stadium went. Dan Campbell's got a lot of learning to do, but I think if if he can keep this team together, he's going to come out on the other side with a pretty good football team in a year or two. It doesn't look like this this team is on the verge of quitting, and that, that says something to me about Dan Campbell and, and what he's trying to do in Detroit. When the Lions played the Vikings first time, he made as many weird coaching decisions as Zimmer did, so I'm still going to give Zimmer the advantage here because of his experience and his ability to beat bad teams. And Dan Campbell's inexperienced, but Dan Campbell's a guy to keep an eye on in, in the coming years for Detroit, I think. He does have some learning to do. I remember earlier in the season, they were playing the Bears at Soldier Field. They were down by 10, and he went for it on fourth down inside the 10, down by 10. Now, you still need a field goal. It's things like that. Yeah. I think he just needs to learn little nuances. That, I mean, you don't go for it. You kick the field goal. I mean, you need two scores. Yeah. So I think it's just little things like that. But everything you just said is, man, that's spot on. For Dan Campbell. All right. Drew, intangibles, my favorite subject. Intangibles. <laughs> There's one big intangible that sticks out, Ted. What's that? You do not want to be the first team to lose. <laughs> That's got to be your number one thing. You cannot be the first team to lose to a winless team. You can't. You cannot lose to a winless team. That's my biggest intangible. The second is, how about not letting somebody score before halftime? Huh? Can we... For one damn time, figure that out. And then third down conversions. That's what this game's going to come down to, Ted. The first time we played Detroit, we were 5 for 13, and they were 3 for 11. So those are my intangibles. Come down to third down. Check mark for the Vikings for the intangibles, though. I'm giving the check mark to the Vikings. Compare these two teams top to bottom, and the Vikings are just better. The Vikings have better players. I think they're a better coach team. It's on the road. The Vikings are really fighting to, to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give the I'm going to give the intangibles to the Vikings here. So it looks like the Vikings get the big check mark tonight. Yeah, I'll talk about it in my purple Kool Aid segment in a minute. But it looks like the Vikings have the the better team compared compared to Detroit. What do you got for Jumo? Just one old man's opinion. Ted, let me tell you. Let me start off by saying this: If you lose to the Detroit Lions, Zimmer might get fired. There's a chance you can get fired. If you lose to the Detroit Lions without the only offensive weapon they really have, DeAndre Swift, who's not going to play, if you lose to him minus that guy, that should be your last game coaching. I think the Vikings wide receivers are going to completely destroy the Lions, and Cousins is going to have a big day. He's going to have a big bounce-back day. I think they're going to limit those stupid mistakes like they made against the 49ers. I think they're going to have some, but the Vikings are still ninth in offense. And the Lions are 29th in offense. I got the Vikings about 14 to 17 points better, like 31, 14, somewhere around there. Give me that Kool-Aid. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get with the right Reverend Jones. The Minnesota Vikings are better than the Detroit Lions. I agree. With, uh, they are. They, they just are. Thanks, Ted. On Vikings Report Rewind, our buddy Chris Gates said, this is a game 
where the Minnesota Vikings should come in and absolutely boat race the Detroit Lions. You mentioned that they don't have DeAndre Swift, their best offensive weapon, and they're the 29th ranked offense in the NFL with him. So why does this game petrify me? Because the Minnesota Vikings never blow anybody out. I think I called the, the last Detroit Lions game almost to a T. This is going to come down to somebody having to kick a field goal to win it. I think it's not going to be as close as a field goal. I do think it's going to be a one-score game, and we're going to be sitting there in the, in the mid-fourth quarter going, holy smokes, they might actually lose this game. I think they'll pull it out. Detroit is fighting like hell for Campbell, and they want to get him a win in the worst way possible. And I think the Vikings will win. The Vikings should win, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings were to spit the bit after what we saw last week against the San Francisco 49ers. So quick drink of Kool-Aid. A little scratchy throat, <laughs> but I, I think I think they'll do okay. I think they'll they'll win this game and get to six and six. All right. So we both have them down for a win. We both have them down for a win. Okay. So with that, we'll take a quick commercial break, and we will come back and wrap the show up with some trivia. So if I kiss this finger, it'll it'll really turn into a prince. Yes, and together you can rule Skittles Land for all time. Give me, give, give me something. Hey. <laughs> what the f was that? Fail the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Uh, butter. What was that? Butter. Parquet <laughs> margarine. Butter. No, parquet. It says right on your lid, parquet margarine. Butter. <laughs> parquet. Mm, smooth, delicious. Butter. Parquet. Oh, parquet margarine from Kraft. The flavor says butter. Welcome to Toots' Trivia. How are you guys doing? Good, Toots. How are you? Good. So this week, our categories are, I'm just glad I'm not a Lions fan, <laughs> Alice, and sorry, Ted. That's obviously going to be about Michigan. Oh, yeah. boy. Probably will. Oh, boy. I don't want right. to hear anything about Ted. Ted, Michigan hasn't won in 80 years. Of course I'm giving you grief today. We finally won one. As well you should. It, it, I, I would be chirping just as hard if it had been me. I'm going to get all those Alice questions right. Tell you right, book it. All right, let's start with Alice. Here's question one. What was the favorite dish at Mel's Diner? Meatloaf. I was going to say meatloaf, right? No, that is incorrect. Oh, chili. Mel's chili. Mel's oh. famous chili. That is correct. All Mel's right, good job, Drew. Well done. Mel's famous chili. What was Mel's nickname for Jolene? Blondie. <laughs> yeah. Correct. All right. Good job. Love me some Alice, baby. Love it. All right. 300. What was Mel's nickname for Vera? Dingbat. Dingy. Ding, <laughs> Dingbat. What? Dingy? Dingy. Okay. Dingy. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Come on, Dingy. All right. Step so we did it so far. I don't know if you're going to get this one. 
When Tommy graduated high school, what university did he go to? Arizona State! Good job! Look <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love that show. This is for the sweet Ted, right here! What was the name of Vera's pair of fish? Oh my god. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, hold on, hold on. Give you a hint. It's a TV show. Laverne and Shirley? Was it uh, Ricky, Ricardo, and Lucy? No. I can't remember. I'm going to note when I see it, though. Wait, what? Um, wait. Uh, oh, no, sorry, No, no, I, I was thinking, it. like, the Honeymooners. Uh, Allison. Yeah. I blew the sweep. I blew it. Ah, we got four out of five. That's pretty yeah, that good. that's still really good. That's better than we usually do in the in the TV show. <laughs> All right, over to I'm Just Thought I'm Not a Lions fan. <laughs> for 100. From 2000 to 2008, the Lions had four head coaches with last names starting with M. Can you name two of the four? Marty Morningweg? Correct. Um, Morningweg. Uh, Come on, man. We got to get... Oh, uh, uh, Steve Mariucci. Correct. Good job. Yeah! The others were Marinelli and Moeller. Gary Moeller? What school did he coach? Uh, he he actually was a professor at DUI University. He did get a few of those. <laughs> he led the nation at DUI. <laughs> All right, 200. Matt Stafford has 30,000 more passing yards than the number two quarterback behind him in career passing yards. Can you name that player? Oh, Bobby. Um, Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane. Good job, guys. We are. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. High, high five, Drew. All right, for 300. Barry Sanders had 10,000 more rushing yards than his number two. Can you name him? Billy Sims. Billy Sims. Wow, you guys are crushing it this time. Yeah, just Yeah. For 400, Calvin Johnson has 2,500 more than his number two. Can you name him? Oh, uh, um, Herman Her Moore. Herman Moore. Herman Moore. Yeah, Herman Moore. Wow. Dude. Good yeah. It's kind of disturbing we know this much lions. <laughs> it really, really is. It really is. All right. Now we'll see if you know the answer to this one. This might We're be a hard one. Us. Get the broom out, Ted, and sweep. On a scale of one to ten, how tasty do you think Dan Campbell's kneecaps are? <laughs> you got to be a ten. I'd probably go ten. Oh, my gosh. I really don't think there's a wrong answer here. <laughs> sweep. Say again. Oh, All right. Great. Final category. Trivia gets better each week. Man, it I does. Love it. it does. So sorry, Ted, but this is all about Michigan. Here we uh, go. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh got started on this TV show in 1994. Saved by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> really? Job, <laughs> yes. He was the Colts quarterback at the time. All the planets are in alignment for us, Ted. They really are. They are. <laughs> All right, number two. Michigan had three former players enter the NFL Hall of Fame in 1920 and 2021. Can you name them? Steve Hutchinson. Correct. Char Charles Woodson. Correct. Listen to the Ohio State naming off the Michigan guys. I absolutely love them. Um, what position? Can you at least give us a hint on that? I'm not sure if he's safety or cornerback, but I know he's in the secondary. Woodson. No, I said Woodson. Woodson? Uh, Hutch? I believe. He's Ty Law! Yes! 
There you go. Good job. All right. Might sweep this one too. (laughs) All right. Who is Michigan's career leader in passing yards? Harbaugh? No. One of no, no, um, John Navar or Henny. You'll either Navar or Henny. You better know better name. Maybe it's Henny. Or it is Chad Henny your favorite? Chad Henny. Hey, what was Chad Henny's record against Ohio State? Four and zero. Oh. oh and four. I, I'm gonna have to check that. I, I've got false information. What do they call it? Fake news? No, that's that's truth. Truth in advertising, baby. There's a new girl in town, and I'm looking. Let's go, 400. All right, 400. Who was the runner-up in the 97 Heisman voting behind Woodson? Ryan Leaf. Incorrect. Um, 97. So 98 draft. That would be. Oh, was, was it Moss or Manning? I think. Ma- uh, Manning. Manning. Yeah. Manning, Manning. Good job. He should have won it. Should have won it over Woodson. Totally. I agree with that one. I mean, no, come on. Worst Heisman Trophy winner ever. We also won the national championship that year. Half a national championship. Wrong. Nebraska does not get a say in that. The last time you won an undisputed national championship, it was reported by guys like Farnsworth on Western (laughs) Union. Stop. Michigan Ritters win it all. Stop. With with Tom Harmon's dad. All right, last one. This would be, if you get it, 14 out of 15. Who was the Rose Bowl MVP in 98? Wasn't it Greasy? Didn't he have a big game? Yes. Damn, Ted. Good That job. is so good. I was going to say Ty Wheatley. <laughs> no, I, I thought they usually give it to quarterbacks, and Greasy was your guy back then. He's, he's a good quarterback for Michigan. Michigan's had some damn good quarterbacks in their time, man. Yeah. have. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for playing. We will see you next week. Thanks, Tootsis. We absolutely love your award-winning trivia and the effort you put in. It should be up for an Emmy, in my opinion. You know what? I'm surprised Tootsis didn't get hired by other shows. Do some trivia for us, Tootsis. No, don't. We pay pay way too well, and the benefit package package doesn't doesn't compare. So don't even try. Don't even come at her. That's right. That's that's... <laughs> All right, another great show. Episode 44 is in the books. Folks, again, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. Thank you again so much for participating in our contest, for watching the live Vikings Report Rewind with our buddy Chris. We're like over 53 or 5,400 subscribers now, which is mind boggling to me. We will see you Sunday after the game. And again, don't forget next week, not this coming week but next week for the week of the Steelers game that Thursday night game we are not doing a pre-show like we normally are we are just doing one live Lollapalooza shebang we're gonna we're gonna come on about 30 minutes prior to the start of the game we're gonna be live throughout the whole game it's gonna be a Ted Drew Chris and Toons's watch party and then we're gonna do a we're gonna do a quick recap at the end so there's gonna be no weekly preview show it's just gonna be live that Thursday night uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers game on Thursday night football. So I hope you can join us for all or part of that night. We really look forward to, to those of you that'll be able to enjoy and, and comment. We'll, we'll try and comment back and forth in the live comment section. So don't forget that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh, no show that week, but it'll be a live pregame show, live uh, watch party, and then a live postgame show all combined into one or uno. 
which is a word I learned when I was down in Mexico. So anyway, anyways, thanks for watching. Drew, take us home, buddy. Thank you so much. It's always good getting together and talking some football with you, Ted. Thanks, everybody, for watching our show. We appreciate the support more than you know. I love talking to you guys in the comments and seeing your, your choices for our fantasy game and your comments about the Vikings. We have the smartest fan base around. Everybody has good questions. Thank you for the questions this week. Tootsies, hell of a job with the trivia. And we will be live after the Lions. Big win against the Lions this week, so don't miss us. Vikings rewind. Be kind. Rewind. March to the Super Bowl. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks to Vic Tabak, everybody from Alice joining us tonight. Good show tonight, and uh, say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. Is Ann Arbor still a whore? Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>